All right, November 27th, six NHL games ahead of us on the schedule tonight. We'll break down all of those games, give out some best bets for tonight as well. We'll talk a little bit about some of the games that went on over the weekend as and our 9-1 uh, day on Friday. But if you do want to see all of the picks that we give out here on the show, how those go, how, uh, how they do throughout the course of the season, daily, whatever it is, you can find that in the BetStamp app. And, of course, like always, we recommend using BetStamp and our odds comparison tool like BetStamp because the easiest way to improve as a sports better is to use multiple sports books and always get the best odds. BetStamp compares odds across every sports book, whether it's for games, futures, or player props. You can save time and money by checking BetStamp before you bet. So make sure to download the app today. If you are looking to sign up for a new sportsbook account, please check out the offers available at betstamp.app slash edgework. That is available in the description of the show. You can click that link. It does help support us. That's betstamp.app slash edgework. So, Money, you were part of that uh, Friday, the legendary Friday, 9-1 and one for us there. Uh, can you take us through what went right for us on Friday night to uh, kick off that weekend? Yeah, I think it's, it'll go down as one of the greatest days in gambling history. Um, it was uh, one of those situations where just everything went right for us. Um, it started off with the Flyers loss, which um, I thought it was a bit unlucky for the Flyers, but um, it's fine because the rest of the day it just started. It just started c- coming in. Even um, um, Alex is a Montreal player. I thought that uh, that uh, we we got that one in, but when even when they were trailing, I got I got some live on the Habs just because. Um, I knew we were gonna have a good day. So, um, <laughs> although that Tampa Bay game, uh, Mike mentioned in the chat there, yeah, yeah they they had like a like a ninety percent shooting percentage there, right? Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, like in like all seriousness, so in like a day like that, you, you you need so much to go right for you, and like we just we had so much good luck there. So, um, we take it, we bank it, and then the the next time we have a bad day, we look back at on a day like Friday to keep things in perspective. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We got that in the back of uh, back of our minds at all times there. But yeah, Mike bringing up the Tampa game, that was pretty nuts. I don't know, Alex, if you had tuned into that one, I come out after my own hockey game. One of the guys says, oh yeah, Tampa's up right now. Uh, they Or it was tie game, I believe, at that point. And he said that they've only got two shots. And it was partway into the second period and sitting there going all right, well, something's going to turn here. And it ended up turning in Tampa's direction and just continued to be the same thing. I believe it was an NHL record for the lowest save percentage in a single game. Eight goals on uh, on 16 shots that were scored there. But I don't know, Alex, did you catch that Tampa game at all? I did. Well, yeah, I missed the show. I was still in my turkey and hash coma from Thanksgiving. But uh, you guys you know, <laughs> absolutely cleaned up going 9-1. And I did watch that game. And it's funny, I had the draw in that contest. So 3-2 at the beginning of the 20 minutes, I'm thinking, okay, I'm just kind of sitting around hoping for that tying goal. Maybe we see, you know, kind of a slowdown in the third period. And this thing goes overtime. And Tampa Bay was not having any of that. <laughs> so uh, kudos to them for, for you know, finishing. You know, and that's the thing. And, and that's something we got to look at now at Tampa Bay. They got Vasilevsky back who, okay, we all the jokes, of, you know, Jonas and Hanson. But Vasilevsky is the heart and soul of that team. The reason why they have mm-hmm. two Stanley Cups. So he's going to bring all kinds of momentum back with him, not just his own play. But he's going to spark everybody else. The, the, the crew is back together now. You got him back with, with Hedman and Stamkos and Kucherov, all the, the stars, uh, Braden Point and such. So I think that's now what we're seeing. Same thing with Edmonton. You know, Edmonton now finally had this wake-up call. That offense is now alive again. Those teams that have been good for years, that have kind of been sleeping, lying dormant, now all of a sudden starting to wake up a little bit. 
All right, well, I didn't ask you guys this ahead of time, but it is right after American Thanksgiving. That's usually the barometer for teams deciding what's their season is going to be, where things are at. Um, so, Money, if there's one team that you could look at and pick right now and you could sit there and say that team is nowhere near where they thought they would be coming into this season. They're American Thanksgiving. You've evaluated what you've done through it the first, essentially, quarter uh, of the games played. You're looking at it going, we are not where we thought we were. We are not what we hoped to be, and this season is probably done. Is there a team for you that stands out and you say, hey, that's the team that is going to change course throughout the rest of this season? you got to say Edmonton, right? Like, like, like a team that you think is going to ch- turn it around. I, I would say yeah. Edmonton. I think that um, they, we, we, we talk about Edmonton's goaltending. We know that they've struggled, struggled defensively, um, but again, they have two of the best players in the world, right? So, whenever you have that in your back pocket, you're always in position to be able to turn it around, and. Um, so I I would I would answer with Edmonton. Um their 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 five on five metrics are not terrible. Um I don't know if they're gonna be in position to get someone in there behind Skinner, uh, because Skinner can't be starting every game again. Um they're gonna run in, into the same problems that they did at the end of last season. So um if they are in some sort of position to get someone behind Skinner, um then I think that they are primed to, to uh to um to turn it around and they showed last year as well that they do have the capability and the potential to be able to play um relatively decently on team defense and um and with those two guys with even average goaltending um that's all that this team may need right well yeah i think that's a fair team to to pick on there i mean alex i don't know if you're on the same page here with so many as that team or is there another one that sticks out to you right now I mean, there's a, there's a few teams, and yeah, we can all say Edmonton. Obviously, nobody saw saw that kind of uh, you know steep, at least early decline coming. But I'm yeah. looking at the New Jersey Devils. Uh, mentioned in the chat, New Jersey Devils. I, it's just st- strange to see the standings and see them toward the bottom of the Metro. This is a team I thought they would you know be at the top of it, uh, arguably being one of the favorites in the Eastern Conference and right now. Just not getting. Uh, you know, quality, consistent goaltending. They've just been, you know, they're playing 500 hockey. They're nine, nine, and one, and they look like a team that's playing 500 hockey. It's a coin flip with them every night. Uh, so that's something that I think we expect to see. And then on the West, uh, right here where I am in St. Paul, the Minnesota Wild. I mean, there would be some bumps in the road potentially, especially if some injuries would pop up. But this start has just been absolutely brutal. And you know, you see Dean Evison now. He just looks completely lost at his press conferences. A guy who's, you know, you see him at the beginning of, of his tenure with the Wild. He was full of energy. You know, he's punching his assistant coaches after goals and things, and <laughs> everybody's getting all fired up and stuff. And you know, it was all, uh, you know, love and roses here in St. Paul. Now, not so much. And he just seems to just be miserable. And the rest of that team seems to be miserable. The quotes that come out of that locker room every day uh, just seem, you know, they can't get their heads out of their own behinds right now. So those are two teams. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> live look at Dean Evison there. But yeah, but the, the Wild and Devils are definitely two teams that uh, are in positions I did not expect them to be in right now. Yeah, I, I would agree with that assessment as well. Um, all right, well, there you go. Those are some teams that we're looking at after American Thanksgiving thinking, hey, maybe not in the spot that they want to be in or thought they would be in at this point in time. 
But let's get to the games today. We do have six games on the schedule, a couple best bets. We'll break each of the games down, go through, talk about maybe where we're at, why we're not quite in a position to jump in and place a bet, or if we might be able to get there throughout the course of the day. But we'll start with a game that I know for sure we do have best bet in here. And Alex B, I'll throw to you on this one. We're looking at the Calgary Flames-Vegas Golden Knights game. You see, as it stands right now, Calgary plus 100. They are at home against the Knights. Vegas coming into this one, minus 110. You see a total currently sitting at six, six and a half across some of the different books. Are you looking to get into involved in this one? And a side total, how are you looking to play this game tonight? Yeah, I'm looking at a total. I'm looking at the first period over. I know people are probably going, well, this is kind of a conflict of, of styles. And it is, if you look at the numbers uh, with Vegas, 11-2 and two to the first period under. This team has struggled to score. Of course, we know they've been shut out three times in the last six games. And all three shutouts coming against Backup goalies, Charlie Lindgren, Alex Nadelkovic, and Connor Ingram. Uh, I can't imagine Bruce Cassidy would be happy with that. I, I said it on Twitter. If I was a coach, I'd be bag skating. There's no way you get shut out three times in a week and a half by three mid-range to below-average goaltenders. That's unacceptable for a team that just won the Stanley Cup and has good offense. That being said, they should be fired up to play against this team. And this is a Calgary team that had been running hot four in a row uh, with goals scored in the first ten minutes. Also seeing them on a seven and three run to the first period over. Uh, you can get that number as low as a dollar thirty. I like it all the way up to about a dollar forty-five. Definitely would play that over one and a half. And I also would take a shot. It's not available uh in a lot of places. You have to kind of search around for it, but look for both teams to score in the first period. This is something I've been hitting on quite a bit over the last week and it's been cashing pretty well. You find that at Bet MGM around the price of 150 to 160. Uh, it's plus 150, plus 160 there for both teams to score. I definitely think Vegas gets on the board early. They have to get something going with that offense. But I think Calgary has enough where they'll be able to uh, you know, throw a punch back and at least even that game up in the first period. All right, there you go. So we're on the first period over, minus 127 there. Uh, that is widely available. Alex saying good up to minus 145. And then as well, as Alex mentioned, we're not going to be able to track it on here just for because uh, we're doing – all verified and we don't have that access to those numbers here on BetStamp, but uh, looking around and finding both teams to score in the first period. Now, so money before we move off of this game completely. Any thoughts for you on this Flames-Vegas uh, game or maybe even like the main side total? I do have some interest in Vegas, um, but they do have some guys out of the lineup that are really impacting the way that, that, that they play the game. So, and I think that it's 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 been adjusted in the marketplace but not fully captured yet so um i i do have a small edge there but um it's probably a game i'm going to pass on unless if um unless if calgary takes some more some some more uh, money here um don't like betting against markstrom right now he's showing that um even in games where calgary is not playing well or they don't have it which seems to be most nice lately um he is able to um he is able to keep them in the game. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll pass, but I do have some interest in Vegas. All right. There you go. There's our first bet locked in, uh, best bet. Now, another one where we were trying to determine whether or not this would be a best bet or if we were going to get close on so money. The San Jose Sharks-Washington Capitals game. San Jose plus 183, Washington minus 204 on the road here against San Jose. A total of six, six and a half across some different books. Heavily juiced to the under on that six and a half, depending on where you're looking at. We've talked about getting disgusting with some of these teams before. Whether it be the side 
or the total in the Sharks games, it feels like no matter what's going on, the play is going to be disgusting. So, Money, do you have any interest in this game here tonight? Unfortunately, I do, right? Um, I look at, um, there's, I've made my feelings known about how I feel about Washington in general. Um, I think that they're a very poor team that um, has strung together a couple of wins here uh, before, before they ran into the juggernaut Oilers. Um, But even in those wins, um, it wasn't anything, anything too impressive to me besides that Vegas win, I guess, I guess we got to that three nothing win we we have to include that right so um but i'm still not i'm still not impressed with with san jose um we know who san jose is right like if if they're gonna win any game um they're it's there's gonna be a lot of luck involved they're gonna have uh blackwood or kakinen uh, standing on his head like they did on saturday night um that's the that's the only way san jose is gonna win a game but i can't I, I just can't justify Washington being a minus 200 favorite on the road right now, right? So um, I had some interest in the under, but as I've been going through my numbers, I think that um, I, I think that there is some um, there is some value here in San Jose. So um, let's let's lock that in um, the Sharks. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna do a full unit. Um, I can't. <laughs> I I can't stomach a full unit on, this, on on the sharks. I'm not I'm not I'm not crazy like the Tuesday guys. So uh, let's go let's 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 go half unit on the sharks. Okay, so we take the uh, San Jose Sharks plus one eighty three for a half unit there uh, for Terrible. tonight. So getting <laughs> disgusting with this. So Monty, this isn't the first time you've given these uh, some of these disgusting plays so far this year either. I mean, dating back to what was the one day? I think we pulled off three in a row uh, from you, including St. Louis and Nashville. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, what a day that was. But uh, half unit there, San Jose Sharks plus 183. So two best bets locked in. We will recap them all at the end. But before we do that, let's go through some of the other games here tonight and just discuss where we're at on the numbers, if we would be able to get there or not. As well, if people have questions in the chat, please send them in there. We'll try to get to some of those throughout the course of the show as well. Uh, And if you haven't already, hit that like button. About half the people watching right now have not hit the like button. It's just not good enough. It takes two seconds, easy to do, helps out the show. Hit that subscribe button while you're at it. So like here and subscribe. But let's get to some of the other games before we wrap this one up. First and foremost, let's look at the New York Rangers uh, game tonight, hosting the Buffalo Sabres. The Rangers minus 212. Sabres coming in plus 190. Seeing a total of six. Uh, six and a half on some different books there. This is why you shop around, always get the best price available. But Alex, where are you at on this uh, game tonight, the side, the total? I mean, obviously, you know, my gut instinct, I want to just go toward the Rangers because they've, you know, played fairly well and they've done pretty solid against the Sabres historically. But then when I take a deeper look, there's been a lot of close battles. Four of the last five meetings have gone past regulation. So this might be one of those games where I might sprinkle on the old draw. So I'm staying away from a side here. If I had to look toward a total, I would more than likely lean toward the over. Devin Levi still having his struggles, still trying to kind of get his rhythm about him. Uh, and I can just see whether maybe the Rangers kind of pick on him early and it could make this one a bit of a route. Uh, if they if he doesn't have his game in front of him. So this is the thing. I like the draw with the, the history, but I'm 
looking at the current form, I'm leaning toward looking at the Rangers, maybe a team total. So this is one I'm probably just going to stay away from altogether before. Like I said, it's a tricky kind of a card. Watch this game live. Maybe take a shot with a live in-game draw or even look for, for an over at a lower price uh, once the game has started, you know, past six, like go down to five and a half or maybe even grab a five. Right. Fair enough. And so money, any thoughts for you here in, t in this game with, uh, as Jeremy calls them, the best team in the league? <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at the at the, at the chat right now. Um, yeah, I, I, I did have some interest in the uh, um, in, in actually the under here, but um, if looks like if Levi gets to start here, I'm, I'm, I'm not betting an under with him. So um, the, the other thing, too, that uh, a couple of notes in this game that stand out for me is the Rangers are coming off a very loose game. Um, like they did win, but that game was very loose and that's not that's not their style. That's not the way that they want to be playing. So I do see them uh, tightening things up a bit here. Um, does Buffalo um, allow them to do that? Maybe, um, I don't know about that. So um, I, I did have some interest in the ender here. Um, there was um, early six and a halves that, um, that I would have liked, but um, at six, even at plus money, um, I think I need a little bit more, a little bit more there. So, in interest in the under, but not with Levi, and um, not and not unless I get significant plus money there. So, uh, it's another game I'll be passing. All right. Well, moving on here, we got the Ottawa Senators at home tight against the Florida Panthers. Ottawa plus one fourteen. You see the Panthers minus one twenty five right now. A total of seven here in this game. The seven plus one ten on the over minus one twenty four to the under. You see, you can chop around as well. You get some six and a halves out there as well. Um, Alex, any thoughts for you on this Florida Ottawa game here tonight? No, this one is. A, I hadn't even really get a chance to take a deep look into this one. But just Florida's a team, and I haven't really been touching much uh, of late batting wise. And even with Ottawa, I think you know Ottawa could be a team that gets that little bit of a bump from. The Sweden trip, I thought that would be the case, but then you know they came back, and kind of had uh, some home home efforts. So I don't know. This is a game that, like I said, complete stay away from for me. Uh, like I, said, I thought Ottawa would be looking in better form right now after that that trip from Sweden. Yeah. Uh, so money, anything here? These are actually two teams that um, I do want to bet on going forward. Um, I see a lot of things coming out of both these camps that um, kind of make me think that they shouldn't be as low in the standings as they are. So um, I, I, I am looking both of them to uh, come up a bit, but against each other and uh, both teams um, kind of in their current form, all, all pass. I do see I do see some value in Ottawa at that, um, at that plus money number, but um, um, in the end, this this card stinks. It's, a, it's another yeah. game I'm going to yeah. pass. Yeah. <laughs> Can I interest you in a... Kachuk brothers anytime goal scorer parlay as Jordan brings up in the chat here. <laughs> At this point, I think we might as well, eh? Yeah, it's probably an odds <laughs> boost on that. So yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's look around, see what you can find out there. But uh yeah, there you go. Um all right. I also actually, by the way, before we move on to the next game, I want to ask you guys, Mike Bromberg asking here, not sure how Truba did not get suspended. Do you guys see the uh, high stick by Truba to the head of Frederick. Yeah. And do you have any thoughts on that? The suspension, the 5K uh, fine. Like when I saw that the fine came in, it was just, yeah, the, like that was the most expected thing I could have ever 
imagine happening for the NHL. You know, the uh, Jacob Truba has been fined the maximum allowable under the uh, CBA, $5,000. I'm like, all right, there you go. But any thoughts for you guys? Was a suspension warranted there? Well, yeah, suspension was definitely warranted because he's he's a habitual line stepper. I've, I've gone ad nauseum about this on Twitter. I won't be as, as uh, detailed yeah. or as vulgar about it. But my point is this. The, the fine is just beyond absurd, right? If it, For someone, let's put it in comparison. Someone who was making $60,000 a year, it'd be like finding them 37 bucks. Jacob Troop is going to make yeah. $56 million over the next seven years. You find him five grand, something he's, like I said, a repeat offender. And then there's other guys like Rafi Torres who, you know, lays a hit and gets suspended for a half a season. It, the, the the barometer of, of what we consider dirty hit, what we consider a dirty player, none of it's being clar- clarified by uh, Department of Player Safety. I say Department of Player Safety because there's nothing uh, that they you know care about with actual player safety at all. You suspend a guy like that. And and my thing, like I said, the memo to the rest of the league is don't let him do that. Don't let him take liberties at you. you know, do something about it on the ice first. Don't let the league try to sort it out with some fun. So... <laughs> On on the fine, I um, I don't have a problem with it, and I'll tell you why. That fine was um, negotiated into the CBA. This is what yeah. This is what yeah. the players yeah. want. This is what the players asked for, right? So so this is the players wanted a five thousand maximum. So sure. um, that's so so that's on the players, right? Like if you if you think that 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 a monetary penalty is gonna um, is is, is going to alleviate these kind of things in the league, then negotiate a larger fine so that you guys can police yourselves, right? Um, so so the league's hands are tied on that. Um, one thing, though, is that just like the NHL always does, there's no consistency, right? You just you just spin yeah. the wheel and see where, like, the number lands for, like, your for your suspension or if you're going to suspend or not suspend, like, who, who which team that you're looking at or, like, you, you know, all... All, all that stuff. So, um, I I have a problem with how inconsistent the league is. Um, Mike has made a great point in the chat there, and um, I know this all too well. The Bruins do have long memories, right? So, and um, this is the danger yep. with um, with the way that the league does things when you're not able to police yourselves as an organization, as a league, is that you will have players that go after other players, and like especially a team like the Bruins. Who um, who are known for these kind of things, right? Yeah. So like, so like this, so like this could get, get get ugly down the road, and there's no need for it, right? Like you could have taken care of this right now, squashed it, um, thrown the book at him, taken care of it, and you're done, right? And you yeah. and you and you move on. So now now the now the Bruins are going to respond. Now you have to deal with any of any of the ramifications coming from there. So it just it it, it it just creates a mess, which is not necessary. December fifteenth, circle December fifteenth in your calendar. The next time they play, both these teams meet at TD Garden. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. There's the the grudge match. But yeah, so many. I agree hundred percent in terms of the fine uh, that was negotiated by the players. It was more just like I could not believe. Well, I could believe. I guess is what a, what it should be saying that it was a fine and not a suspension that was handed out because you know what does. Uh, take a little bit more money out of Jacob Trubo's Jacob Trubo's pocket is having to miss a game and not getting yep. paid for that game, exactly. and that's the way to kind of get back at the guy who missed the game, lose out on the money for that game as well. But uh, 
talked about the Boston Bruins having long memories. Let's move on to the Bruins game here tonight on the road tonight against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Columbus plus 215 as it stands right now. Boston minus 241, seeing a total of six and a half sixes out there as well. So many. Any thoughts on where we've gotten to uh, on this price and on this total for the game ahead of tonight? Yeah, so this is a similar game with the um that I feel on the on on with the with the Rangers. The Bruins um coming off a very loose game defensively. And again, that's not their game. I I would expect them to tighten it up, but but you're playing an opponent that maybe is incapable of allowing you to play that kind of game. So um and and I don't know who's gonna start for Columbus right now. I don't think it's confirmed yet, but um Merzlikens has been serviceable lately, but I don't I don't really trust him this year long term. So um, I did have some I did have some interest in the under here. I think that it does have have some potential to be a sloppy game, especially when we get to the six and a half. But I don't trust um, Columbus to uh, play the kind of game that I would need them to play against the Bruins to justify an under here. So. Um, would have been a good opportunity, but another game where I will be passing. Fair enough. We have, we're not going <laughs> to force bets here. Uh, Alex, any bets for you here in this game? I mean, I've seen some some rogue sixes around. One one big one being BetMGM, which is available in you know Ontario and the U.S. Uh, books. So I might take a shot with that. Like I said, it could be a bit of a sloppy game. And I've seen Spencer Martin projected. Martin has looked good, but his numbers haven't matched up to how he's looked in the net. One five and one. Uh, saves percentage below 90. So uh, that's the only thing I would be leaning toward here. would be grabbing a, maybe an over six, or if you can't get it, six and a half right now, wait and grab it in game. So this might be a good live, uh, live betting game. Okay. Uh, one more game here on the schedule that we did not touch on. So we'll get to that one, then we'll recap all the picks. And that would be a game that I'm going to have some interest in watching here tonight, the Tampa Bay Lightning on the road against Colorado Avalanche. Colorado minus 140, Tampa plus 128 in this one, a total of six and a half right now. Uh, so, Money, what are your thoughts on where we're at with this total, uh, the level of play of Tampa, where we're seeing Vasilevsky jump back in here and where the Colorado Avalanche are at right now. What are your thoughts on how this market has shaped out so far today? So surprise, I'll be passing. Um, but I I do have a lot of interest in, um, in this game in general. I think that Colorado, after... Um, after a little bit of a dip uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think they've uh, they found their game again. Um, they are starting to play uh, much better. Uh, Tampa Bay. Um, I like Tampa Bay in general, um, but I don't. I don't think we are at a price right now where I I can bet them. So um, I'll pass. But this is the game of the night, and I do I yeah. do expect this game to. Uh, to, to be very good and i hope i do get assist from 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 all this passing as a rich, rich, rich <laughs> great comment that's good uh it's, all right well there you go it's just one of those days where like the card yeah. stinks yeah yeah it's fair enough and as we've said a million times we're not going to uh force bets on these if we've got them we've got them if we don't we don't but we're still here to preview the games and tell you why we do or don't. And Alex, can you tell us why you do or don't have bets in this game here? Uh, yeah, I don't have a bet in this game mainly because there's nothing confirmed for in goal yet. Uh, but once though that gets solidified, and I might be leaning, I don't know. It's it's just like I said, not, like Tampa is definitely a team where I'm looking where like ah, you know, Vasilevsky. I mentioned about how you know everything big picks up with him. 
plus one twenty five, that seems to be a bit tempting. But like I said, with how Colorado's playing too, and they get that offensive rocket and roll. And with Vasilevsky yeah. too, the thing you have to look at with him is you're worried about you know, all right. Well, he's just coming back from a back procedure. Is he fully ready? Is all the movement and momentum there? Colorado's the kind of team that could test him and get him moving around. So that's something I definitely want to watch and see how he plays if he gets to start. Maybe wait even another couple of stars to see where his legs and his body truly is before making a jump. But then at, at the same time, he loses the value. If everybody else sees he's playing well and, and back to current form, the plus 125s and plus 120s are, are long gone. So it's a tough, tough conundrum. Yeah, well, and I mean, Colorado also has a guy that uh, seems to have gotten forgotten about while everyone was dancing around ho-hum giving flowers to a defenseman up there on the vancouver canucks saying he's gonna win the Hardy, he's gonna win the norris and kale mccarr seems to just be sitting there saying hey don't forget about me and uh he's been playing very very well uh as of late so all right there you go those are our bets for tonight we do have two that is all the games covered we do appreciate everyone tuning in uh as for tonight these are the plays we've got, and you can track all these over in the BetStamp app in the Find Better section as Edgework HQ. But two plays for tonight. First and foremost, we're going to the Vegas-Calgary game. We're taking over one and a half in the first period, minus 127, full unit there. And then the second play, we're taking the San Jose Sharks money line. Just crazy play there, so money. Half unit, plus 183. So that's Vegas-Calgary over one and a half, first period, minus 127, full unit. And then the second bet, San Jose Sharks, plus 183, money line, half units. Uh, so money. Matt Russell is going to be very proud of you for that play. <laughs> Taking that one uh, on a Monday, nonetheless. But thank you to everyone who tuned in. You would have picked for a full unit, though. <laughs> yes, you would have. Yes, you would have. <laughs> yes, that is correct. Um, all right. Well, thank you to everyone who tuned in here today. Greatly appreciate it, as always. So, Money, Alex, thank you guys for taking the time here this morning. For everyone else, if you are looking for more content throughout the rest of the day, you can head on over uh, to all of our channels across the hammer, where you see coming up later today, NBA player props, SGPs, and picks with Jacob Grimenia, Pips NBA. Then you can find over on the Forward Progress channel, uh, George Sofitas, Suma, Clev TA, 2 p.m. talking about this past week of NFL football, what's going on this coming week, as well as tonight's Monday Night Football game. Then, of course, back at 5 p.m. on the Hit the Books channel, Joey Knish, Brad Powers, talking college football, bowl games, getting ready for bowl season there. And then finally, to close out the night, Rob on the watch along with numerous guests from across the hammer over on forward progress as well watching along the monday night football game so make sure to check that out but thank you to everyone who tuned in here today look forward to seeing you guys back here tomorrow and on our shows throughout the rest of the day enjoy your days good luck on the games tonight good luck on your bets enjoy them we'll see you guys back here tomorrow morning 10 30 a.m eastern time